0: Pretty good, pretty good. Happy to be on, on Sandcast. I've heard it's uh, the best podcast, volleyball podcast in the US, so excited. The best, uh,
1: I think, one, it, it is a decent podcast, but two, by virtue of it being the only beach volleyball podcast, so we are the best of one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the world, yeah. Not, not just in the, the US. <laughs> yeah. Do people, like, you guys live in the UK right now, do people listen to it in the UK? Uh, <laughs> I...
0: Uh, I need to check on that. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Have you guys ever listened to it? it I think I've heard a couple episodes on YouTube. Uh, Okay. I think it was a Taylor Crab, Crab one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And then when Tim was on it, I was going to... Tim Brewster is a good friend of ours, and we were going to check out this episode. I haven't done so yet, but I will get to that. What's insane... So me and Tim were actually in
1: uh, Tel Aviv, Israel. We played one-star there when we recorded that. We used the same little mic on the phone. Um... But Tim's episode is still the number one most downloaded Sandcast episode in history. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I was talking to him about on this trip. Like, that's insane. Like, yeah. we've had April and Alex, Jake, Phil, Taylor Crab, Trevor Crabb, like, all these big yeah. dogs. And little TV, number one.
0: Wow. <laughs> I have to say, I still haven't watched that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sorry, Tim. Why, why do you think that is? we well, were. Uh, Tim just like, he tapped into the UCLA mm. demographic yeah. and just colleges get pretty big, but I have, we really don't have a sound theory as to what yeah, just yeah. Big Take, now. Yeah.
0: Maybe, I think, maybe his parents have been refreshing the page <laughs> every 30 seconds. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. But
1: um, this is the, the end of the season for, for all of us. Um, a wild one for you guys, like you guys were getting after it was your first event in Cancun. Actually, yeah. before you get going, because our listeners, they don't know whose voice is who. Uh, for the record, you guys are twins. Um, so when you speak, I guess say like, hey, this is Javier,
0: just for the first time, Yep. just so they can kind of differentiate who's speaking. So this is Joaquin, the one with the Spanish accent. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm Javier, so. Now you know. He, he, sounds, he sounds more British. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, depends, depends. Depends.
1: <laughs> it is funny, like when I first met you guys, I was like, they're definitely Spanish,
0: but they're
1: playing for England. I couldn't make yeah. sense of it.
0: Yeah, no, I mean the names give it away, I like, think. Yeah. Sometimes the referee will come up with like England? You're England? Yeah. And we'll be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think mostly because they hear us swearing in Spanish during the game. So <laughs> then they come they off come, they come the game. Like <laughs> you know, English.
1: <laughs> so you guys, you were born in Madrid? Yeah. And grew up there for what, eight years? Uh, ten, ten years. Ten years? Ten years. Ten years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. did you like grow up playing beach volleyball or did you stumble across that
0: when you moved to England? Um, I think we, we, we started mostly indoor, indoor yes. uh, Indoors, okay. when we were in Spain. My dad, my dad played indoor in Spain professionally, so I think we just started with that. We were like six years old. And then I think when we came to England and we realized there wasn't many good teams or like good prospects, we just yeah. said, you know, there's two of us. We can just go and play mm-hmm. beach. So yeah. we, took, we started doing way more beach when we got to the UK. Like we, we, we were pretty much in Spain only playing indoors, um, just in the local team. Our, our, dad's, our dad's a coach mostly, he, play, he played professionally, uh, but he's the one that's been coaching us. And oh, it's only actually quite late in the UK that we actually started playing beach. Yeah. Even when we were 11, we, we were just playing indoors. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we just, we, we just kind of fell in love with it. It was a gradual shift, right? We, indoor only, then the first couple of years in England, we started playing during the summer, yeah. and then going back to indoor. And then by like five, six years ago, we were like, like we want to do this. Like, we want to play beach, seriously, yeah. and just go for it.
1: What's the beach scene like in England? But we had, so during uh, Tokyo, uh, I had my good friend Louis Lett on the mm-hmm. podcast, and we Zoomed, uh, he was at the Olympics, um, and he, he was saying that it's not much of a scene. So like, how does one
0: fall in love with beach volleyball in the UK? So, so we, we've always played against a- adults. Like, okay. we, we never played against kids our, our age. Um, so it was, it was always really, really fun uh, when we were little. We were playing against grown men. Um, I feel like that competitiveness is what made us fall in love with the sport. Yeah, I think when we were like 13 or 14, we were already playing like senior tournaments. Okay. So even though there's not that many players in the UK from the beginning we were already like at the highest, you know what I mean? So it kind of helped in a way, the fact that beach volleyball is big in England kind of helped our development like a lot. Yeah. Uh, we always say that if we stayed in Spain, which is a much better country to, to develop, we might not be as good, we might not have been, uh, we might not be here now because yeah. we had the opportunity to just go and practice with grown men when we yeah. were really young. Mm. Uh, and that kind of, yeah. 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 It's something that, I don't know if you've read, the Coach Kolaris book, uh-huh. uh, like he he, so he said that like because he he grew up playing in the men's net with playing against senior men, um, that's what made him really good. Right, he's um, in like Santa Barbara when he was eleven playing in the yeah. opens. with his dad as well. We had that thing as going <laughs> so, as well. So we were like, oh. it's a similar thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a similar thing. So you read Coach Kolaris book. <laughs> Our, our dad mentions it. Our dad mentions okay. it. I, yeah. I, I I haven't okay. I've read now I've read it, but it, okay. it was a Spanish it was translated it is a Spanish version of it. Okay. Uh, it's translated. Because he I think my dad bought the book like eight years ago when okay. we were little. And it was there and I just kinda of read it. It's not that long. I mean it's it's yeah, it's a pretty short
1: one. But yeah. it was written a long time ago. And he goes what,
0: twenty-one? Twenty one. Twenty yeah. one? Okay. So the book is significantly older than we're, you do Yeah, we're big we're <laughs> big fans my my dad's a big fan of him. Uh, yeah. I remember when we were little we we went uh, to his training camp. Uh, when he was no, we, we went to uh, what's the place where the women's national team yeah. training? He was coaching the women's in uh, Anaheim? Yeah, yeah, we were there. Okay, we just went to watch their training. Okay, just because we wanted to see Coach Karai. Yeah. and we got uh, and <laughs> we got him to sign a ball <laughs> and just take a picture with us. Uh, so I think that was around when I read the book. Probably we were like 11, 12. Like we okay. just moved to England. I think yeah. so. Coach uh, Karai, is like I mean, he's still kind of like a legend overseas. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, for the be- for the people that know. Beach volleyball and are like in it, yeah uh, definitely know who he is. Yeah. And if they don't then I question whether they do know right. beach volleyball. <laughs> it's funny because like
1: cause a couple of my friends coach uh, like youth teams mm-hmm. and they say like, you know, it used to be everyone wanted to be a Carrie Walsh if you're a girl, or everyone mm-hmm. wanted to be a cart if you're a guy, but now all the girls want to be like the next Sarah Hughes and Sarah Sponsel mm-hmm. Whereas like that I feel like that generation of role models is
0: starting to move on, but maybe Karch just you know, it'll just always be Carter, guys. I mean, he's done things that nobody else has done. Mm-hmm. So it's, I would say the new role models are just different. They're not superseding him. It's kind of like you have Carter, just like maybe the only guy that's won indoor and beach gold medals in the yeah, Olympics. Yeah. Uh, the guy that's won the most events and everything he's like mm-hmm. the top. And then you have guys that uh, have been the best, like Phil Dalva. He's been the best for a long time as well. Yeah. Like it's a different kind of role model. I wouldn't say it's like he's taking over. Right. I think they're both like up there, right?
1: Yeah. Are there, like, when you guys were in Spain or England, so you, you didn't really have any English beach
0: volleyball role models to really aspire to? No. No, I mean, pretty much everyone that plays, especially in London, is uh, foreigners. Okay. Um, there's a lot. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, I, I think it's like 55% of London is not English. Okay. Um, yeah. wow. That's a lot. Yes, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I mean <laughs> the, the uh, our league, our top indoor league, all the best players are not English as well. So uh-huh. it's uh, they you kind can't of sustain it. the level in the league and the and the national tour as well, full for okay. foreign players. And if it wasn't for that I don't think we'd have a league or we'd have a yeah. national tour. So Yeah. That's yeah. wow. Yeah. Especially where we live there's a lot of like Polish players. Okay. Um that's kind of who who we played against when we were growing up. Uh, even the guys we train with, we have JJ, a Dutch guy, we have a Slovakian, we have <laughs> yes. no Engli- literally no English players. Um, Actually, that's it. I was going to ask like, what
1: does your training look like? Because, as you mentioned, you know, in Spain there's a decent amount of really good players. Um, You've got Guevara, Herrera, obviously, the Huertas, Menendez, like, there's a decent amount of good players, but in England you, it's you guys um, and a couple other English teams, yes. but there's not a ton.
0: Yeah, I mean, we try to get out as much as possible, so obviously because it gets really cold in the winter, that's terrible, uh, but also because we don't have great uh, sparring partners to train with, as soon as we can, we have the possibility to do it, we go to Spain, or we go, uh, we were actually in, in LA uh 2019, okay. we went out uh, yeah. for like two weeks. I think it was the, when, when your wedding was taking place. Yeah, okay. so we went yeah. with Tim. Okay. Uh, and i think he missed your wedding because he was he with us i think that's what he said uh, <laughs> <which is interesting. laughs> a shitty partner yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but um oh yeah, yeah we just tried to get out as much as we can uh yeah. we're making plans now for for like December, January. Okay. Especially in the winter when we can't really train. I mean, you can train in London, right. but it's cold and it's the quality is not Do as good. Do you have an indoor facility? No, no, no yeah, we don't have one in town. the entire country. I think it's the biggest hole oh, in beach volleyball yeah. in the UK is the fact that we have no indoor beach. Okay. Uh, kidding. Yeah. So, so it's quite difficult yeah. because um, first of all, there's no one to train with, um, because uh, apart from a couple of teams which are quite far from us, no one else trains during the winter. Right and um, no one else no one else has the guts <laughs> and then when we do that it's just, just really recall. Cool. Like we have to wear sand socks leggings like multiple layers uh, right. and it's just and it, it's, it's gonna be us and our dad serving from the box and yeah. Kike, hoping, Kike helping Kike so helping us Brazilian uh, Brazilian style training you know? yeah, Brazilian yeah. Style, guy style training the the box and yeah. repetition yeah. sequences mm-hmm. you know all that stuff so, uh, so that's why we try to get out um, to Spain as much as possible or anywhere else yeah because um, yeah but we we don't have the best training conditions in in England. Yeah.
1: Do you guys do the uh, the camp in Tenerife?
0: That yeah. I feel like a lot of Europeans do. Yeah, that yeah, camp? yeah. Tenerife is uh, the hub for yeah. European teams. Like we, we went there last December and literally there was no there's four courts left there, there was no more courts available because mm-hmm. literally at every hour it was literally Tolle Vickler, some oil's melons, yeah. uh, all these crazy things and there was literally no one Below the top fifty on the world ranking training there. It yeah, was literally crazy. just the best teams in the world. Yeah. So we got the twelve to two PM slot middle of the day, because that was the only one that was available every day. Right. Uh, and it was pretty cool. I mean it's pretty cool going there because you go, you train and then after you see Paris and Schweiner rock up and you get to like see what they're doing and, yeah. and be around those players. It's yeah. really like inspiring. Like it motivates you a lot. You show up oh, yeah. to training Big like time. You know, and sometimes you get the opportunity, like we, we, we trained with uh, Samoylovs and Smedans one training, trained with Spanish guys, of course, and like just being with other great players just makes you yeah. try your best and just another yeah. level, it's better. And so, I mean, you guys, I mean, you're still super young, but at the
1: time when you were training against those guys, you are probably teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like, was there any sense of like, do I, do I belong here with Samoylovs and Smedans who were Latvian legends and Parasic and
0: Swiner and Rarikavir and all these big dogs? I mean, maybe at the beginning. At the beginning, it was, uh, yeah, it was difficult because we we weren't very physical. We were quite short, um, but I think we've improved a lot over the years. And slowly, we're we invited more and more to yeah. to train to train with the top teams, and just we 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 belong more every day. I think now it's different. I think now it's more. I think it's, you know, these guys aren't that good, we can, we can take it, we can. he's only, no, that's, that's Javier. <laughs> he's only won this much, this much, and this much, uh, and we've won nothing, but at the same time, I don't know, I think uh, once you get going and you're training, and you're like half an hour into the session against someone great, you forget, you just, you just training, and you're just having fun, and uh, pushing yourself, because you need to be focused, otherwise they're going to kill you, right? Uh, It's better for us than it is for them, because for them to just play at the average level like they're fine But for us to be able to keep up with them We need to be like super focused training super well So every time we get the opportunity to do that we we try and take it and use it as best we can Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest benefits
1: of doing either like a training camp like that And we obviously have the benefit of seeing all those teams in California Mm. every day We're just like coming out to and you guys were in Cancun for all three events, right? Yeah, yes. Um, we're like going to. I was in Sochi, and that was my first four star. And you see these teams you play against them, and you're like, man, I'm like watch these teams on YouTube, and you get kind of intimidated. And then you play against them, you're like, oh man, like, he hits line shots out of us, too. <laughs> it, it like sort of humanizes them when yeah. you see them up close, and you're like, they are really good, but they're also beatable. Hmm. And it's fun to see like have that realization. It's cool that you guys get it, got it at such a young age. we now like that intimidation's already gone. You're like, yeah, like I can. Hang with Simon and Oscar yeah, in the last round of the <laughs> qualifier. Like you guys played them well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some some good chances to, to win that and to to take him further. But uh, the fact that at least we know we are at their level, we can we can hang with them. Like you said, yeah. already I don't know. That makes us confident. That makes us optimistic, yeah. right? For the next time we play them, or, or the next competition next year, maybe. Yeah. Was Cancun the first four star you guys played? Uh, no, we played the Hague. That was our 1st full four-star. 2019. 2019, yes. Okay. Uh, January, first of January. Lost in the qualifier, uh, but again, kind of took away that intimidation from yeah. the team. That was the first time we saw the Vikings, first okay. time we saw Bruno Schmidt, first time we saw a okay. lot of players, right? Yeah. Um, and we watched a lot of their trainings because we wanted to see, you know, what's the deal. And yeah. uh, from that, I think we improved a lot. Even like, just from watching those guys, mm-hmm. we were like, okay. you know what, like, we can, we can take them we can yeah. at least come uh, to these events and like, challenge these people yeah. But, yeah. yeah and that's one of the things that you really like notice um, like, I don't, don't want to drop names but um, <laughs> you, you can really tell like who, like who are the teams that are training really really well and that are going to get better right um, like, we, we saw perfect final in 2019 um, in, in, in Tenerife and you could tell that their training is just at a different level. I think that was just before they started. They won the gold medal in uh, Doha okay. first, step. and we remember when they were winning everything in Doha. We were like, we were not surprised at all because we went to Tenerife and they were training thirty-five degrees, middle of the day, yeah. doing a good old triangle drill, pathway yeah. set. Really simple drill, running to cover every single triangle, every yeah. single set, running to cover and then running back, yeah. and, like doing it. It's such an intensity and, so, and the quality, yeah. like best quality we've ever seen. And that then, drill, and then done. You, you can also see all other teams that are that, that we train with. And um, they're not—they're not beating us easily. Like they—they're they're, they're dropping down to to our level. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of a sign Or they bicker a little bit in the training, or they, yeah, they let some balls they just, they go. They fight. You know, there's, there's some teams that work harder than others, definitely. And yeah. we, we got to see that, and we got to see that uh, That if we work hard, we could be like those yeah. better teams and keep improving. Because uh, we, we, we can see that correlation between those teams that are working really, really hard, right. and then getting better and better results, and yeah. showing a, a positive trajectory, yeah. uh, and teams yeah. that are not training as well and not working as hard, in a sense. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of motivated us saying, okay, we just need to work hard. Yeah. That was what we got from that. Yeah. So, well, But I feel like,
1: so there's a couple different kinds of like working hard, right? So there's just like doing 10 hours a day and mm. that's working really hard. But then the thing you mentioned about parasitic and Swiner is that like, it was simple, but super focused. Like I'm going to set and then I'm going to run to make sure I'm covering. Mm. So what does hard work look like for you guys? Is it like a quantity of practice, the quality, a little bit of both.
0: I mean, it's obviously both. Uh, you, you need a certain amount of uh, practice and repetitions to to perfect certain things. Yeah. Uh, but obviously the intensity and the quality needs to be good. And I think a certain degree of uh, specificity, like it needs to be similar to how you're going to play. Like you, you need to try and recreate, we think, you need to try to recreate the conditions of a match <laughs> in training And so, at some point. Uh, so the pressure, uh, the idea that you can't just make mistakes and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, the idea that you have to be... Uh, super focus on every ball and not just let you know points go right. uh, yeah. because sometimes that happens in practice especially <laughs> if you're practicing with a lot of repetitions and a lot of balls you kind of just oh, you miss one or two and it's fine you just keep going whatever and sometimes you need to recreate that pressure where you kind of not allowed to miss because it's a little bit like a match right. I and mean, we like to have both Right. sometimes you train with loads of repetitions and sometimes you want to focus on not making mistakes and you know, having that one chance um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it, uh, for me I think it's, it's a quality because we can we can all do great things, but the best players can just do it consistently every single day, even when the training is people that are worse than them, or training is people that are way better than them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just being able to be consistent is, m- is the most important thing. And so, so I think it's quality, yeah. more, than the, more than the quantity. Mm-hmm. One of the benefits that we have in California is that we get to simulate
1: a, a huge blocker. Mm -hmm. So we can just call up Bud, Chase Budinger, like, hey, can you practice on Thursday? And so we get to play against a Chase and Troy, or a Kane and Theo, or a Jake and Taylor before Jake retired. But you guys, like, in England, you don't really have that benefit. So how do you, like, walk into a tournament as confident as you are to, say, side out against uh, a Simon
0: when you don't get to practice against that a lot? (laughs) Very good question. We have a... (laughs) That board that the coach holds, which just kind of recreates the thing, it's also very Brazilian, right? Uh, which is pretty good, but at the same time, yeah, it's true that when we come to these competitions, the block is different, and we need yeah. to And we're just, definitely not used to it. Yeah, yeah. But I think we, we try to adjust. Friends. We try to uh, practice the days before with good teams and just yeah. focus on avoiding the block and all that stuff. But then I think it doesn't phase us, which is the main benefit that we have. I think uh, even though we're not used to it, when we see it, we don't, like... Uh, crumble, we don't. Yeah, like, we, yeah, out. yeah like, I think first point of the match yesterday against Simon, much bigger block that we've ever played against in the last few months. Um, I think I just swung cross court as hard as I could and went through his hands, and I was just like, yeah, it's like we can get through this block, we can For, do it. Yeah. For a team like us that's quite short, we play very physical and we, we, we try to hit really hard and we, we don't play many shots. Yeah. Uh, so we just we we just kind of go for it stuck to our own game right and didn't think I mean he blocked us a couple times but we didn't let that kind of uh, get to us so I think it's more about a mental thing like you see the block uh, you try and avoid it sometimes you get blocked you pick yourself up you try again and you don't you don't let him change the way you're playing because he's blocking well you you just you know you execute better and you try and avoid him but yeah
1: yeah. I like like, he's gonna get a couple blocks Mm it just it just is what it is it's just a matter of Making sure it's not
0: too many. I think that reminds me of a conversation that I had with the Swedish coach. Yeah, <laughs> oh, after number twenty-two, it's freaking great. I like yeah, him. I don't you know. know. Great guy. I love all three guys. He's great. They're he playing at a really be a be a high, high level as well, and it shows. <laughs> uh, so he, he can be a, a, a bit of a savage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he, I think he <laughs> roasted us after. He roasted us once. I think he said something like. When you get blocked, it's kind of your own decision. Uh, I don't want to put words. Uh, the exact, I don't know the exact words. I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, kind of like getting blocked is uh, your own fault it's in a, way. a uh, and it's a pretty good mentality to have sometimes because uh, when you do get blocked, sometimes it's a decision that you made was wrong. But I also think when you're playing against an andes Mall or even a Simon yesterday, sometimes with the information that you have available as a hitter, you make the right choice and then the blocker. And then After that, a makes move. a good move yeah. and takes that ball, right? Uh, so I think we had a fun discussion about that because yeah. he believes that if you get blocked, it's your own mistake, but if you get dug, it's not. Okay. Right. So, so I'm I'm <laughs> you guys. That I think if you get blocked, I think I'm biased
1: because I am a blocker. Or something. No, 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 not their error. I'm I made a good <laughs> move.
0: Yeah, yeah. I get credit. I think, I think it's, a, it's a little bit of both. Like obviously, if you hear straight to a block, it's your fault, but. Yeah. I mean if you're getting blocked repeatedly you have to take some responsibility for that but at the same time yeah. sometimes the blocker is making good moves and you're making good decisions and the blocker is just one-upping you with the moves that he's making on the next. especially if he's making them late and after you've made the decision uh, so you have to kind of like Call the double the double bluff there. Like he's right. going line, he's leaving you space. Do you go for that or do you go back to the cross because you're going to jump in? You know, it's like right. a bit of a chess game. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you lose that chess game, and you need to accept that the blocker did something well. Yeah. Uh, no, and it, it depends who you're playing against as well. If you're playing against a really really tall blocker, um, then even if you hit high, you, you might I guess you might still get blocked. But if you're playing against someone that's short, uh, mm-hmm. like like if we if we we've been training against uh, Gavira with Aliswater, and Gavira is not usually the blocker. Yeah. So we if we we get blocked by him that's probably more of our mistake because we were lowering the ball instead so staying high so it really really depends depends who you're playing against yeah that's fair
1: you guys had like a really interesting year like started in Cancun and you guys were playing so good but because you were lowering the qualifier like you were drawing really freaking good teams like your first was against Pristels
0: uh, uh, Novak Tilsa, Novak Tilsa. Oh, no, Tilsa, no, Tilsa. Estonia first,
1: took them to three, right? Yeah.
0: And then you win. Um, Amakora Pristals. Amakora Pristals, um, took them to three. Yeah, and Abiyazi Andreata for the third one, Like, Tons.
1: that's tough. And you guys yeah. played them well, and it, it, it's such a bummer that, like, the absolute worst finish points wise you can get on the World Tour is losing first round of qualifier and a four star. Yep. Yeah. 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 Which sucks because. It, it doesn't really make sense that you would get less points for losing first round in a four star than you would losing first round in a one star. Like the math just doesn't, it yeah. doesn't add up. Um, so you guys were there, like you had like three good opportunities against three really good teams and you played well and were just short. And then now you guys, you guys like bounce back, but like what did that process of sort of
0: bouncing back and covering? It was very difficult. Was very difficult I remember we, we lost eight, three setters in a row. We oh. so were 0-8 in that season. So it was those three, right? And then we played another five three-set matches yeah. within like so a three two months. After that, we went to the Continental Cup and then we went to the European Championship. Yeah, so we did, did Cancun no three events and three four-star events. Then we went to the Continental Cup and then we went to under-22 Europeans. And we played eight three-set matches, right? And we lost all eight. But oh. then we went on a nine, is it nine? Yeah, nine to nine. One. So the next nine three-set matches, we won all nine. <laughs> right. So I think that shows that we well potentially shows we kind of learn from from what we did in those matches and, and we got much better at those yeah. third sets. Uh, I think we I think we're still in that run. I think we might still be yeah. in that run with um, third sets. Uh, we so won two in Nijmegen Megan, in the last one star. Okay. A uh, couple ones in the Spanish tour as well. I, th- I think we yet to lose since since those eight three sets. we're yet to lose a tie break. Pretty sure, I need to check the stats, but. Did you guys have like a conversation? Did
1: anything change or was it just like, at some point you just stopping being, cause at that, at that point you can either continue to get worse and you see a third set and you're like, all right, here we go again. Or you can be like, at some point we're gonna win one of these things. I, I
0: think we just got, we just got better. Um, like we 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 were going to this, the, the third set and we were confident that we, we were gonna win. Yeah. Um, and I think Cancun, even though it was really bad for us in terms of points, because that's three of the all six results gone, um, it, it was amazing for us to start the season and just get, get into, into the level and the competition experience. Because we haven't been playing a lot in the last two years because yeah. of injuries and because of COVID. I think mean, we, we, we practice... Pretty well, but we definitely play better than we practice, and we learn way more from playing. Yeah. So we always play better towards the end of the season when we have had that competition experience. And I think yeah. in Cancun we weren't ready to no. to deliver the good results. Okay. We were playing pretty well, but I think we needed Cancun to then play well later on in the season, yeah. and we did. We we improved a lot. Yeah. This season. We improved. I think we're so playing. Much. we just been every week, like literally week by week, we can feel the difference in a way. Uh, and I think statistically as well, like we're making less errors where. We're just scoring more, we're just playing better, yeah. um, and that's yeah, that's giving us confidence, I think we're happy about that in, Against simon Oscar I think we 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 played really well, I think if we have played like that in cancun we yeah. we, we would have won those those three games yeah, yeah. um can't- tra- can't travel back in time, I think if we could, that would be very sweet, <laughs> yeah.
1: Going to take a quick break from the show for a really fun announcement uh, is that try and I, uh, now that we're finally back in the same country for the first time in what feels like basically forever. uh, We're finally getting around to doing the things that we've been trying to do for a while now. And one of them is dropping a sandcast merchandise line that you can check out at sandcastmerch.com. All right. We've got t-shirts, we've got hoodies, we've got tank tops, hats. We even have a coffee mug and a backpack. All right, so head over to sandcastmerch.com to take a look and get some of your favorite gear from your favorite podcast. And just so you guys know, I mean, one of the reasons that we wanted to drop a merchandise line uh, is one, a couple people asked, and two, it's just uh, another kind of revenue stream for us and every piece of profit that we make from merchandise is going straight back into the podcast. I mean, now that it's off season, we're gonna spend a lot more time kind of improving the podcast, getting better content, better mics, a better video setup for those of you who watch on YouTube, and our merchandise line is kind of going to help fund that a little bit. So thank you guys uh, to anybody who has already bought some hoodies, some t-shirts, some hats. We absolutely love you guys, and we love you so much for the last four years. Can you believe we've been up for four years uh, of supporting us for that long, and uh, only bigger and better things to come for Sandcast? So head over to sandcastmerch.com to get your gear today. This podcast is, of course, as always since day one, brought to you by Wilson Volleyball. We know, we know it's off-season, the AVP's three-event year is over, but that just means you get to reload on balls to train and rep it out with over the off-season. So head over to Wilson Volleyball and use our discount code SANCAST-20 to get 20% off your orders of Wilson Volleyball. All right, that's Sandcast 20 20 to rock your favorite ball best ball in the game by far all right we played with micasas we played with wilson we play with any kind of ball and wilson is by far the best so head over to wilson volleyball and give him your love and the last bit of news i have before i can let you guys get back to enjoying our podcast is that we do have a, a sandcast newsletter we started it last year or kind of during COVID, and then Uh, Both Tri and I, we hit the road pretty hard during 2021 and lost a little focus, lost the time to do it. But now that we are both back in the United States and we have a lot of free time on our hands to keep improving Sandcast, we do have a Sandcast newsletter. Uh, If you want to sign up for that newsletter, it will include... Any updates we have for the podcast, but also any writing that I do for Volleyball World, uh, for Volleyball Magazine, any interesting stories on both Volleyball World or Volleyball Magazine, or at avp.com, any updates that Try has on his YouTube channel, any great videos the McKibben's have, basically I'm just calling. All of what I think to be the best volleyball content out there. And I'm just throwing it in a newsletter. Uh, So if you guys want to get that newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com. And on the right hand side, you can just drop in your email address and I will get that to you every Friday that I'm in the United States. Once season starts up, I cannot promise I'll keep up with it. But the idea is to keep doing it for as long as we can. It's just a weekly thing. Um, it's fun for me to do because I'm basically just taking all of my favorite things that I saw in the volleyball world and I'm giving it to you guys. So if you want to be a part of that newsletter, sandcastvolleyball.com and on the right hand side, just drop in uh, your email and I'll be chatting with you every single Friday. All right, back to the show, guys.
0: We're very happy with that with progression Like we, we, we've improved so much, um, not, especially like for, for for me, because of my injuries, I have, I the last couple of years have been really difficult to train and play. Um, and it's been, it's been great to finally have a full season where I've been able to train every single day, no, no injuries, no problems, and really improve for, yeah. for the first time in a long time.
1: Yeah. What was the turning point, do you think? Was there an event that you guys looked to as sort of when things started to turn around? I mean, in my head, I would say Belgium. Was probably close. Like the, I think you The uh, Laredo, Laredo. 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 Just
0: after Belgium, we went to play the Spanish tour, okay. uh, Spanish national tour, we and it was we started in qualifier. Yeah, I told I told Tim actually that's the Manhattan Beach uh, equivalent of the Spanish. Okay. tour. It's called Laredo, and uh, there was a couple of pretty good teams. Teams there, the Spanish guys, of course, Menendez and Huerta. Um, there was uh, some French, a French team. There was some good teams there, right? Yeah. And And uh, the way we played there was yeah. probably. Yeah. what gave us the, the what was it? that was the turning that was, 100% I think it was the best we, won that and then. We, we played this year yeah we started, we started in the qualifier we, we, we won 16-14 against the bottom team of the qualifier yeah. uh, that was the closest match we had and, and then we just ran through and the and field. That was, I mean that was our first was three, three setter win, three setter win. <laughs> yeah that was it so it was <laughs> that definitely was definitely the turning point uh, we and won then, that 3-7 and then we just ran through the field and after that yeah we just we beat everyone we got was, a gold and then after that we were like almost wow. too easy we, we played play it, so right? well. I think it's a confidence thing. I think one of the reasons, for example, the Swedish guys are doing so great is that they're so confident and they're so sure of themselves and they don't, you know, they don't, they don't. it doesn't faze them that they're in a, in a big stage or that they're playing someone great or that they, you know, they just play their best yeah. and they don't, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, and I think that's the mentality that we try to have and that's what changed for us in our game. Uh, not necessarily, because technically we're pretty much the same. We're not changing our style of game. We're executing better, of course, but I think it's, it's a mental thing. Have we I think that, that there's some things that that we should change, but we, we have very lengthy discussions about this like, every single day. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> no, no, it's not that we shouldn't change. but what, what our biggest change after Loretto was our mentality. I think, and the way we, we approached the game and the way we were playing it was just way more confident, uh, less scared to miss, and we just more more looking forward to score points and scared to give. Okay, points. I like that. Get what I'm saying. That's yeah. a good shift to have. Yeah, you think like. Was that your first professional win? Professional win? Professional win. I mm-hmm. mean, I guess... <laughs> I guess, I mean, we... Potentially. Outside of the UK, I uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. yeah. So you guys probably clean
1: up in the
0: UK, I would think. Yeah, I mean, this year we only played two events. We played one of the Grand Slams, we won that, and then we played the finals and we won that. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, we... We prefer to play abroad, because the level is higher. And, yeah. uh, and they, they play with the Wilson as well. Oh yeah, they also play with a different <laughs> ball, and it's a little bit
1: different. You guys play with the Wilson? Yeah, we use Wilsons as well, yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. interesting. Uh, Wilson, it's funny, like, Wilson has, like, some of the national tours. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny to watch, like, Germany's using it. I Norway, think, I think.
0: Norway as well. Yeah, Norway too? Norway, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think they're trying to get national tours. Mm-hmm. Uh, to just use that ball, when it's smart. They are a sponsor of the show, so you going by yeah. Wilson, Sandcast give a discount code or something. I mean, it, it's great, but at the same time, we if we're playing international. It, it's not a huge difference. I mean, you, if you're a good player, you're a good player with any ball and yeah. in any court and against yeah. anyone, right? For but sure. yeah. if you have a tournament coming up, big one that you're trying to compete and you have to play with a different yeah. ball, yeah, you think about that a little bit, right? Sure. It, it comes into play. Yeah. So because uh, all the all the teams are preparing for that ball, just for that tournament to beat you whereas we're, we're preparing for other things yeah. and I think the Wilson also kind of um, it's a bit easier to play with absolutely in the Mikasa there's no question I,
1: I think the transition it's always funny when AVP players try to play internationally because mm. the transition from Wilson to Mikasa is really tough yeah And then the, but the transition from Mikasa to Wilson it's like oh it's so easy <laughs>
0: It's uh, it's nice to go back to the Wilson. Yeah, right. yeah, and I think uh, it, it also makes uh, teams that, when when they usually they like, that aren't that good, yeah, play 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 quite well. Right. And they can easily dig you because the the ball is really easy easy to, to dig, and they can they can even beat you in a game because it's a lot easier to jump surf. Right. So they can just go for it against the wing. Yeah. Um. So it. It is sometimes quite quite challenging to, to play back in the UK, yeah. and I mean we, we did lose we did lose a set once uh, this year. <laughs> once, set. <second. laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, it, it, it's not it's not something we we look forward to to playing, and we we try to only play a, a couple of events and and the finals, obviously. Yeah. So you guys are the
1: English national champs right now, right? Yeah. Is this the first time that you won that title, or second last
0: year as well? So. Okay. So two times.
1: So yeah, champs in yeah. That's uh
0: pretty cool for two twenty-one-year-olds to say that you were the two-time national champs in England. Yeah, I mean, well, we we don't uh, think about that too much about our age and thinking, oh, we're only twenty-one, right. whatever. Because you know, like this could end at any moment. Like I could get injured. Right. He could. He's studying medicine. He could just go and pursue that. Yeah. And, and we kind of feel that we don't take anything for granted because we know that it could end at any moment. So yeah. we're not. We're never thinking, oh, we're only twenty-one. We have uh, ten years, fifteen years left to yeah. playing. We're always playing as if this could be one of the last years, or this right. could be, or this could be our peak. Uh, yeah. So we don't really think about that stuff as like, we, yeah. we've achieved that when we're young. It's kind of like, you just win it and we move on to the next thing.
1: Yeah. I didn't know you were a medical. Tim told me that the other day. Yes. What, uh, what are you stuck in? Like
0: specifically? Yeah. Oh, so I mean, right now, right now I'm doing uh, inter- intercalating in anesthesia. Okay. Uh, but so I'm in fourth year, so I still got Jeez. this year and two more to go. Ah. Um, it's a lot of schooling. Like, you're doing that on the road. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, th- this year is mostly online. Uh, in it, it is quite difficult, especially here with the really bad Wi-Fi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, no, I've been I, I've been doing okay. I think it's gonna get a lot harder in the next two years because there's placements, and that's not something I can I can skip because I need to be present at the hospital. Uh, so I can't I can't just be in Spain training. Right. Um, so. Probably, probably our biggest still, challenge, right? yeah. Still, like we still, we still don't know what we're going to do about that. Yeah. Uh, because he, he can just go to Spain at any, any moment. He can just go train with yeah. the Spanish guys. He's very well. We want yeah. to. Uh, we to want to train, train together, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what probably one of our biggest strengths is the fact that we always play together. We train yeah. together. We know each other yeah. really well, and we don't want to get rid of that just yeah. because yeah. of his... I've, I've never played a tournament without him. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Never. He's, he's played a couple when I was injured because um, of his injuries. I had a couple of chances. Yeah. On different tournaments. Joaquin has never played so I always tell him like I've won without you and you ha- haven't won without me yet so show me, show me some respect man
1: <laughs> how is that dynamic because obviously like siblings play together all the time um and it's what's crazy is that in the NCAA right now in America there are so many sets of twins who play together like you got the McNamara twins up in Canada um there are the Witt twins the Van Gunz twins um and every set of siblings has such a unique dynamic. Like, how do you guys do together? Because me and my brothers, like, we fought all the time when we were on the same team. But at the same time, like, we knew we always had each other's backs. So it's like I could give my brother shit, but no one else could. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's this funny dynamic.
0: That sounds a lot like that us. Sounds guys. a lot. <laughs> I think uh, I don't know if, if, you, if you see like some really we really, watch some really, really old videos of us. Um, we used, to, we used to be really, really bad. We used to swear at each other. We used to fight. Like, uh, close, close to physical fighting. Uh, <laughs> seriously. We, we used to just make a scene every time we played. Yes. Uh, and kind of, just, we just fought a lot. Uh, but I think as we, as we improved our level, and we started playing our, with the big boys. It was yeah. kind of like... We can't be fighting Because yeah, you know, we need to, We need all our strength To be on right, the game to, We need to, re- to stay together yeah. The enemy's on the other side Of the there We yeah. couldn't Literally there was no chance To fight right yeah. Sometimes uh, We say things that Are not Quote unquote Appropriate for <laughs> Be <before> partners right <laughs> Things that would Break up partnerships Or would oh, so, cause so, many problems partnership. so many But oh, because games. we're brothers It doesn't really yeah. affect you know, us. I actually wonder what, what the other twin uh, Teams are like yeah. Because we, we We have What should be Partnership a partnership ending fights right quite quite frequently yeah um, especially off the court about off the court things uh, <laughs> so I, I wonder if they have those as well yeah uh, we yeah we fight about so many so many dumb things yeah I think we're getting better as well yeah <laughs> we kind of running out of gas are we just too tired to fight anymore Yeah, you know, you just let things go more yeah. we don't Stay on every little thing that we say to each other We kind of just, okay, okay Because yeah. you need two people to fight as well so Sometimes right. one of us will be in that angry mood or He loves to say that Or lash out or whatever <laughs> yeah. uh, And if the other one doesn't react Then okay, there's no need to fight, right? Yeah. One guy is angry, the other guy is just neutral, right? And then we try to do that We try and let, make it so that only one of us is ever being a dick yeah. On the court, right? <laughs> yeah. And we take turns, you know, every match yeah? Like I think yesterday, uh, I was a bit of a dick, you know <laughs> Uh, but then, uh, and then in training, uh, I'm But in the, tra- the practices leading up to to, the, uh, to yesterday, it's it's, I think he was being a bit of a dick. Yeah. So we, we take turns, so we try not to both be a dick at the same time, yeah. which is. But, what works. Then, but off the court, I think I think it's you. I think yeah, he stays up on his phone all night, wakes me up, doesn't doesn't turn the alarm off.
1: You remind me. I think the McNamara's have a really similar dynamic. Have you met them? Yes. Yeah, you yes. met them in, in Spain. Spain, in the national tour okay. for, in Madrid. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they're they're awesome, but they're like two of the most competitive people I've ever met. But mm-hmm. when they were at UCLA, their coach um, Stein Metzger, he's like, "You guys say stuff to each other that you would never say to another human being." Oh no. Yeah. yeah. But it's fine. Yes, yeah. your sisters. It, it just
0: it just it just wears off, and then in five minutes, life is good again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're also desensitized to those things, you know, uh, yeah. which is in a way kind of good because sometimes yeah. you know our dad as a coach will also be a bit too emotional or involved and just say something that isn't quote unquote appropriate again. Yeah. But uh, we don't kind of react to that too much but we he've yeah. said worse Definitely things to each other. we've I, done I, worse I things that. Our dad our dad is pretty pretty similar as well. He he, yeah. he doesn't uh, he doesn't he make he doesn't make things better, probably makes, it, makes them makes worse. Yeah. yeah. Like he, he's like us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. And, and we, we fight off the core a lot as well, like food. Yeah. You know, right. like who's getting us? We need to weigh. We need to weigh the pasta. I always say this, like when we make tortellinis, we need to count them and say <laughs> we have exactly the same. Yeah. We, even if we made loads and yeah. it's, and we're not gonna, and we're not even gonna eat all of it, like yeah. I'll just get the half of it, put it on my plate because yeah, yeah. it's mine. You know, <laughs> it's that kind of relationship that we have. Also yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Dude, yeah, or even like like who who does like who who does the sponsorship? Who who? Who does the posting on Facebook? Okay? Who, yeah. who does these tasks that no one wants to do?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. This, is just, this is just constant fighting That's about right, it. Yeah. So we have always kind of said, well, we need uh, a leader to be on top of the team and to say to delegate, to say you're doing this, you're doing that, right. you're allowed to say this, you're not allowed to say that, right. um, and to just kind of like police us. Yeah. Uh, but since we didn't have that, we never got it. We kind of just learned to do it ourselves. In yeah. a way. Uh And now we we kind of know our boundaries. We know our. our what we can say, what we can't say, and and yeah. how to react when somebody does something that we yeah. don't like. And, and that's also what what we what we're doing to try to take us to the next level is we we have this this new guy that's helping us, and he's gonna he's well, he's leading like a, a whole team of, a whole team of people that are going to help us because the problem that we have is that it's just us yeah. doing everything, Our, our dad's them um, with our dad and our brother and our mom. And he was very we, just our family. We want someone else to be the one telling us what to do so we, we don't have to be thinking about this stuff constantly yeah. Yeah. just so, to be, be on, just top, on top of us
1: <laughs> and yeah. you have a younger brother too right
0: yep. he, he was here yeah he was here um, yes. <laughs> is it just you three or yeah just that? us three. okay yeah. and what's his name Enrique, Enrique. but everyone calls him Kike Kike yeah okay
1: and how is he like trying to get up as good as you guys to see if other aspirations
0: is it just like uh, the volleyball house it's, the it's complicated I think he he has other aspirations he's okay. probably the smartest guy out of all of us he's, he's a, he, I think he just applied to Oxford to study law okay. um, and he's quite studious he, he gets good grades and all of that so I think he's focused on that but at the same time he's very talented like yeah. talented player he likes playing uh, he's, he struggles to find partners because yeah. in England there's not a lot of yeah. players let alone blockers yeah. uh, but I think I'm not sure to what extent that's the reason why he's not having big ambitions in Beach volleyball, uh, because I'm thinking when, when we were take us back four years if I didn't have Joaquin blocking for me or the potential to play with him I might not have been pursuing Beach volleyball right. either right? so I think I, would, I don't want to be too quick to say that he doesn't have the ambition in Beach volleyball. I think he just needs the right needs conditions the around him yeah, um, sense. So. I think that's the same with everyone when they're young like that and yeah. the same with us Like we just saw the possibility and then we went and took it right? Yeah. but for him that possibility isn't as clear, which is yeah. why I think uh, he hasn't developed that big ambition yet. Okay. But he might do. We hope he does. Yeah, we hope. But that's the reason why we, we, we even play, because we, we live together and we can do that. Otherwise, it wouldn't be possible. Yeah, yeah. and the ho- our whole family's life surrounds our beach volleyball yeah. career. Uh, like my parents, they live for this as well. Yeah. Uh, and if it wasn't because of that, we wouldn't be able to play. Yeah. Uh, so even my mom, she's behind the scenes and she does just as much work as my dad does coaching, yeah. uh, admin and, and just everything like just right. everything that you can think of that so needs that goes to be done. Into it. Yeah, uh, even the role that sometimes the federation needs to take, you know, uh, like to be on top of the deadlines and entering events and looking at calendars and right. things. Like she's doing all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're really lucky that we had that we've had our family support and not yeah. just up their support. Literally, as I said. The life of the whole family yeah. is surrounding our career yeah. and I think it's continuing that way uh, at least for the next two three years yeah. uh, while he finishes while Joaquin finishes his yeah. studies was, uh, was your mom a
1: player too
0: she played she, played. Uh, she did play and she was into volleyball not a yeah. huge amount that's how they met our yeah. parents yeah that's how, that's how our parents but, met but she wasn't a professional yeah. or a thing she just played and uh, okay. and then just jumped on the boat with my dad and then yeah we came around we wanted to do the same thing sometimes people ask uh, my parents if, if they kind of like forced us to play you know that classic yeah, thing that right. some parents do where they put their dreams on their kids parents can be freaking insane yeah. but it's literally not like that at okay. all um it was always us, and it was always... Actually, it was always so me. It was mostly him. It was, mostly him. Yeah, it was, it was like, always me wanting to play more and always and had the drive in, take the, me to in the family, more more than my dad. He's the one. It's like, oh, dad, it's half an hour before training. Like, yeah. You I'll, come them, down, I'll drive demand him to take me to practice. Like, yeah. Take me to practice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> when my dad was still playing, I was like, let me warm up with you. Like, Let me go to the court and like, warm up with you. Like, yeah. Don't warm up with one of your teammates. Yeah. Like, let me go and practice, right? We didn't want to train. were six years old, but he's warming up. We'll be like eight years old yeah. and then I'll just be like "Okay, we need to let's go training like let's go and I have to push my dad and my brother yeah. to do it right and now everyone is involved and is into it but before it was me dragging everyone Yeah. Uh, and people always like really say it was my dad and made me do it and I'm like no 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 Like my dad was it, wasn't happy him, with yeah. it play. definitely wasn't me it was all yeah. Or Javier yeah. Yeah. yeah that's
1: funny and so you guys like are the number one team in England do you is there like do you feel any responsibility or pressure to like put sort of English beach volleyball on the map a bit? Because it's been a while since England had not even a top team, but
0: like a relatively competitive one. I, mean, I think so. I think there's a bit of pressure, and, and it's, a, it's a good responsibility to have. We yeah. like that responsibility. Uh, I think we're capable of doing that, you know, uh, kind of being the image of beach volleyball in the UK. Uh, and also being a role model to the younger players because there are some young players out playing yeah. uh, and I think it 's good for them to see that this is possible yeah. right maybe they don 't have the score structure that we have or the bit or other or the, or the potential um, but just seeing that someone is up there kind of trying to make it, it. Yeah. Uh, might make players try to pursue that as well yeah. and there might be more players behind us trying to do the same, which yeah. is obviously what we want uh, yeah. to improve the overall level yeah I mean someone has to set the example
1: like, I feel like if you look at a lot of these European countries that are getting really good. There was always one team that did it first mm. that sort of like showed the rest of the country that this is a route you can pursue. Like, I think of like the Netherlands all the time because now you look at it and Schoon and Stammer here, mm. right? They're the only Dutch team. They have six coaches here.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. That's, that's very difficult. Um, <laughs> <But it, laughs> we always make fun of that, by the way. Typical that, uh, when, when we go to Tenerife, they have someone the uh, their training match. It's, it's, it's January and no one's really p- like playing that, right. that properly but they're starting it just yeah. in case yeah. and, uh, with and we, the, we can't even travel with, with a yeah.
1: coach and like that started with like uh, Numero and Scholl right? mm-hmm. so they were like the first guys to show that it could be done they got some extra resources so Alex Brower and Robbie Mewson mm. and then they win world champs and now like the Dutch Federation is like one of the most well funded out there and then obviously you look at Russia, and they just have been pouring money into their federation. And Germany doing the same thing. Like all it takes is just one team.
0: Yeah, like maybe you guys could be that team, for England. And I think I think we could, but it's early days, right? So yeah. we're not really thinking about our legacy and what we're leaving behind and what we're doing for people behind us yet, because we're still twenty-one. We're still building our own career, right? Yeah. It's something that we're doing at the same time, but at the moment we're looking forward right yeah. uh, but I think that moment will come where we need to get back look back and you know help others uh, yeah. that are in the same situation or coming up to be in the same situation uh, but that moment is not here yet I mean 21 uh, we haven't played that many events yet we haven't right. achieved as much as we hope we will Yeah. Uh, but yeah it's something that we kind of do at the same time Yeah. Uh, especially with our little brother coming behind so. yeah. what, do you, what do you guys hope to achieve?
1: Hmm. short term long term
0: it's always hard to say and in um, short term so we obviously have clear some clear objectives yeah I mean yeah. we have the Commonwealth Games, Commonwealth Games next year yeah. which is a big event uh, for, for England and the fact that we're hosting it as well it's a good opportunity for oh, us nice. uh, mm-hmm. and then there's also we want to we keep rising in the, in the rankings. We want to play in the European Champs and Seniors. Uh, yeah. We're not too far away from those objectives so I would say those are our, our short-term uh, okay. goals. And long-term, obviously, like any player, we want to play in the Olympics, we want to play in the World Championships, uh, gotcha. we want to be regularly playing in the main draw of the four stars and five stars or whatever now with the gold now we each yeah. pro tour <laughs> system. Um, but that's obviously the goal, you know, just, uh, I don't think we set it but we set an exact goal but we know that it's up there, right? Yeah. And, uh, I think it's quite early to tell where we're gonna land, where our ceiling is. I don't think we have a ceiling like that we can see yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't wanna be too quick to say, oh, we just wanna play this. We're gonna go or oh, we're gonna go all the way to the Olympics, you never know. Right? So we're gonna just focus on the short term goals yeah. and then when that ceiling or that potential final goal comes into our sight, we'll, you know, yeah. we'll you <laughs> We, like, I, I have medicine, he's like he, he PPE, so we, we've got things to f- fall back on. So for us, we're just trying to go as far as we can, and we, we still don't know where that's going to be. But we're definitely just going to try to get there. Yeah. Yeah, when you
1: guys, now that the season is over and we can kind of look back on it in retrospect, are you happy with your trajectory? That you took for the year the improvements you made and some of the results you got were obviously pretty
0: fantastic i think i think, I think yes i think we i i wish if it wasn't for covid we would have we could have had the season last season okay. Since, um because i think we, we could have improved uh, in the same way right. but i think it's a, it's an important step for us yeah and we've never we've never usually performed way above expectations and that includes this season as well we just kind of not below expectations either we're kind of just staying yeah. in our line in a decent progression I think we've never had like radical changes where we've been like oh this season we've gone from being this good to being this good right, right. it's always been alright Yeah, uh, we're getting better we're getting better we've never seen any decline which is good but the trajectory is slow we make slow progress I don't think we're naturally talented players as in like if I don't train for a week I suck right I'm so I thing, think like, it takes I us a long time when I don't touch like, yeah got <laughs> So, of course, we look at the Swedish guys, we look at some of the German guys, some of the kids coming through some of the European countries and we're like, wow, they're progressing faster than us. Yeah. Regardless of what level they're at now, better or worse than us, doesn't matter. Um, but we're kind of happy that we're always improving. Yeah. And we don't see that ending we we see next season being even better and maybe that moment comes where there's a radical you know super big breakthrough where we just go boom and we're in every main draw and we're getting loads of points and everything but we just we can keep working and see that maybe that moment comes or maybe we just keep progressing slowly and you can still get to the top that way I think Yeah,
1: progress is still progress
0: you guys have plenty of time to do so hopefully yeah (laughs) Yeah. hopefully you keep playing (laughs) I I will try I will try Uh, (laughs) I mean I'm, I'm doing everything I can to to facilitate it for him. Uh, I mean I am living at home. I'm staying in London. I don't really like staying in London because the weather sucks and it's not good training conditions. Right. But I did because this is beach was what I want to do. Yeah. And if my brother's studying medicine. I have to, you know, facilitate right. for yeah. him. So you could, uh, y- you could do your essays on time. That that would help. Rather <laughs> <laughs> but <isn't it>? okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So what are the next uh, couple months like for you guys
0: as uh, so the season winds down and off season well, pre-season is pretty much going to start now, soon. Uh, we'll get a couple of weeks training in London now, as yep. best we can. And then we'll probably get out to Spain uh, and make some plans for January and February as well for the last training camps. And then the Beach beach Pro Tour uh, will start in March, I think. And yeah, I think the first one... March in uh, Rio right down the road yeah so when, when those events come around we're, we have, we're able to access them with our points and everything we'll stop playing uh, so we're, we're already thinking yeah. about next season we're not a team that likes to just take a huge amount of rest and um, yeah. we, we don't really need that we feel like we're not bunt out uh, yeah. but we will if we need to but right. I think right now we, we're feeling motivated and we yeah. just want to get right into work uh, so yeah. I think yeah, we'll not. start training probably tonight yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if we can go on the way. Them. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, Looking forward to that. Honestly. Yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> Right on, boys. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on out of your Brazil trip. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, so much. I appreciate
1: it. Congrats on a good season. Thanks, sure I'll see you guys.